0: Welcome. I'm Sarah Westall. I'm going to do a short update today on various things that I've been reporting on, and I want to get out to you. I always do interviews, but so many of the things that I report on or things that I post up on my website in article form, I never get to talk to you about it. So I want to talk to you about some of the things that I have posted up on my website. You can always go there at sarahwestall.com and see what I have. But the latest show with Harley Schlinger we talked about journalists on a hit list and they've had journalists on you know ukraine hit list but this organization that's putting the journalists on this hit list is funded by the united states and the un and before it was just journalists from around the world which is still bad but now they've added americans that even ran paul and so it is so highly unconstitutional and they've crossed the line here. It's one thing about censorship. It's another thing of taking those journalists and, or politicians and saying, okay, we, we have a hit on you. We, we, we declare you as a terrorist. And they want to take that and have the United Nations formally declare that so that they can prosecute and go after her. Because in terrorists, you can take out. And so if they are officially declared as a terrorist, in, with the United Nations then they can take these people out and that's what they're working on doing in the United States is funding it so they're taking this whole thing of censorship to a new level this is the you know what they did in Nazi Germany or what they did it's really more what they did in Russia or Mao what Mao did and I have an article that I posted about Mao and how they use fear just intense fear and open prosecution and beatings and killings to intimidate people through fear to listen and to respect his authority. Whatever he and the Mao, you know, his party and whatever he dictated is what everybody had to do. And that's where we're going here because nothing makes sense. It's not about logical sense-making. So people who are following the dictates, you know, their biggest supporters they could mess up too because it's not logical. It's not common sense what they're doing. You have to understand their agenda. Uh, even somebody who's, you know, totally pro-LGBTQ or whatever that agenda is, they could mess up just naturally on something else because it's just this, their way of doing stuff isn't common sense. We know it goes against science on everything, the Greenpeace, the head of Greenpeace just came forward and said, oh, he's been coming forward for a while now and saying that this is on politics, this is BS, this isn't about the environment, they're not, while there are elements in these agendas about the environment, the majority of this stuff just isn't, it makes no sense, it's, it's, it's politics and it's about making money for their cronies and the bigger globalist narrative. And I want to warn you because the reset is coming very quickly now. Biden just put in another executive order as far as uh, expanding transhumanism, the biomedical and manufacturing. He has another presidential executive order that just came through. And uh, this is the 12th of September. And what it's going to do is unleash the biomedical and biomanufacturing, which is transhumanism. And what it's going to do is say that all the government agencies need to get in line and they can't push back. And it's the same thing that they did where they weaponized the government with COVID is everybody had to follow this agenda. Now, private industry, they've weaponized things so much that, you know, universities can't get funding. The hospital system with COVID was paid through whether they uh, supported the COVID a situation or not. So, the question is: Is everybody so motivated by money that they're going to walk in lockstep to do something that's bad for them? I mean, I mean, people are waking their eye, opening their eyes. It's, is money really worth making sure your children and the next generation get a shot that could make them infertile or hurt them for life? And this transhumanism thing—we don't even. So, you know, there's good parts about the biomedical and the biomanufacturing, you know, growing organs. That would, if you had a successful, inexpensive organ growth where they just grew a heart, they just grew a kidney that was developed for you, that would get rid of the black market human organ trade. So I think that's a good thing. It is a good thing. It's the other aspects where they want to take us and incorporate us into some metaverse and take and completely control us with frequency. So and that's some of the things that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about uh, the metaverse and how the metaverse is going to take over our lives. And it seems just far out right now, but... It's not, it's very close. My daughter actually had a meeting in the metaverse and for them, it was no big deal. It was just, they had these little avatars or themselves. And once you came close to them, it was like a Zoom uh, video. It, It wasn't what it's going to be. And what it's going to be is you could take on any kind of avatar, any kind of avatar you want. So some fat, balding guy could look like some beautiful woman or vice versa, you know, you could do whatever you wanted. And now they're talking about how the Tesla suit is, and I post an article about this, the Tesla suit will make it possible for you to have sex in the metaverse. And, and I always talked about, you know, before COVID happened, before COVID happened, I had uh, some shows on the hyperrealistic holograms and also on how you could do surgery. We talked about all these different things you could do. I had the CEO of a hologram company. It was really fascinating. And how you could actually do surgery and like when you cut, you put a glove on, you cut and it feels like you're cutting through cartilage and the hologram is hyper-realistic. So you could get really good practice on doing surgery on a hologram instead of a person and so surgeons can become really good at it with a hologram so these are some really good applications of this technology and then if you take it a step further there are ways for people who are blind where you could put messages directly in their brain and a blind person will will see as if they're right there and that technology is great we could get it so that the blind people could see as if they were seeing it for real because you're actually putting a video image into their brain but imagine if you were on Mars, you put a video image in your brain, you would feel like you're on Mars. And then you put yourself into a suit where you actually feel wind and you feel heat. Now you're talking that you might not be able to comprehend. I mean, our technology is going to a point where you might, mentally might not be able to comprehend that this isn't really where you are. And when it comes to having sex in the universe, you could, a metaverse, it's not far where all these these adult companies are going to want to take the Tesla suit, which is making you feel different things. And like if you're across the room, it feels like you're hugging somebody, even though they're in maybe a crossing room or a different state, but they're going to get it so that it works with private areas on your body. And they're going to get really graphic and people are going to get to a point where they're not going to be able to tell where they're at. And... They're going to confuse—think of how powerful that is in the wrong hands. And, you know, when people are already addicted to pornography, think of what it's going to be like when in this metaverse actually being able to do whatever they want and be whatever they want. There are so many benefits like a surgeon practicing on surgery and also being able to do virtual meetings for your company because you don't want to fly people everywhere, but you feel like you're really there and, and those things. But then there's some other really downfalls and this is going to, we already see what the problems are with our social media now. I mean, well, what's going to happen? Now let's talk about frequency to the brain. I had shows on. I mean, this is what I did before. I loved it. I did shows on the edge of technology, and so I was really covering a lot of that. And I had Max and Phil, the scientists. You know, Phil has five science degrees. He worked for NASA, and then Max has all his science degrees, and he's an inventor. He's very creative. And what they did is, they took the technology that was was used in war against Iraq, where they sent those messages to all the soldiers in Iraq to. Surrender back in the early 90s. We saw these videos of all these Iraqi soldiers who were surrendering That's because they sent messages to their brain saying that they need to surrender. We are surrounded You're gonna die if you don't surrender all these things and it worked it all the Iraqi soldiers or most of them surrendered and so what Max and Phil did is they wanted to get bugs do a humane thing instead of just spraying chemicals to kill bugs they wanted to see can they take bugs from one field and move it to another field for farmers, for organic farming. And they did it for commercial buildings. They did it for all sorts of things. Once they got this technology worked out, it was really cool. And they sent messages to this, in this case it was, I think it was crickets out of a field. They sent messages saying, this field is really awful, you gotta leave. And then they sent another message saying, that field over there is amazing, you gotta go to that field. And they figured out what the the frequency was of that emotion and that message and all the bugs move there and so there are frequencies that provide certain messages and they've come a long way i mean think about it that back in 1990 they were able to send that message to the iraqi soldiers so now think what can they send to us can they send fear can they send obedience how can they control us and they, the only way that we are going to get around this with this level of control that they possess. Okay, they have the 5G networks we're worried about, you know, the 5G networks being dangerous to our bodies and things. But I'm more worried about the the power of these frequencies that they have to control people's mental abilities and to control your emotions. And the only way that we're going to be able to get past all this is to, and I've said, I was having a, a conversation with Dave Janna about this, and then I saw an article that somebody wrote about it right after I talked to him about it. And I'm like, I gotta, I'm going to talk to my listeners about this because I really think there's something here. Because how do you defeat that? It feels overwhelming. But I think we can defeat this by just being spiritually grounded to just being grounded and to being having integrity because if you use your critical common sense you are spiritually grounded they can't send a message to you that you're going to be obliviously following you have more control over your emotions and your life than they do and what they're sending. But you gotta be aware and you gotta be conscious of what you're doing. It takes presence. You have to be present. You have to think about what it is that you're doing and you have to initiate your actions based on critical thinking. And don't just move, don't just do right now because there are messages constantly being sent at us. I can't prove it, but I know the technology exists. I know for a fact, I've already told you a couple examples of it and we don't want to be victims of that. And all of us are talking about why we're watching all these zombies. Like how can people still be wearing masks and still be getting, going out and getting the booster shots and still doing all these things. I mean, how dumb can people be? And, I, you know, it, it's a combination of the basic psychological uh, type stuff where you send messages all the time and they have cognitive dissonance and fear and all these things. But I think it's more, because, I, I, you know, some of the people I know are very intelligent and they, they, they've always questioned authority or questioned things. And I just watch them make the dumbest decisions. And I know you're in the same boat I am, where you're family members and you're just like, gosh, these people are not the people I would have thought would have been following this. I mean, they're not that dumb. And so I think there's more going on here. I think they're sending messages out to us. I think they're using that technology on the masses. And the people who are uh, resisting it are the people who are strong-minded and are able to see the critical information and be like, they. I mean, they just can't be affected with that frequency because they're they're grounded and they're strong-minded. And so I think... That's what we need to do is really focus on being present focus on being mindful of what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it and on, and then help other people be mindful. Trauma is something that'll knock somebody out of that for the most part. you know you see like Steve Kirsch who has who initially was a Democrat. he took the vaccine and was damaged himself and he experienced some trauma but he also was a strong-minded person. And then learned and then now they can't affect them anymore. Same with Naomi Wolf. She's a strong-minded person, very centered. She had very different politics than most of the people listening to the show but this we all know this isn't about politics anymore and they've co-opted our politics and she's strong-minded, very um, centered and it's like Wait a minute, this is all wrong and so she's joined the, the movement, the fight. We've all been uniting And so what, what's really happening is the people who are united are the strong-minded, centered people. It has nothing to do with traditional, uh, conservative, liberal. It's not that. It's whether you're centered and strong-minded. Because if you watch the conservatives that watch Fox News, they went, when Ukraine, the war started, they were hell-bent on just following that. Until they got all these messages from the stronger-minded people telling them that that was wrong. And then they, the messages were strong enough to pull them back from the people who were stable. But those same people who naturally just moved with the messaging are the same people that will be affected by any kind of false narrative or Fox News or whatever if they don't have a strong enough you know, pullback. That's why I'm very concerned about the Republican Party uh, being not funding American first candidates. Another uh, article I just posted by Renee Parsons who talks about the fact that, and she's a lifelong Democrat, but she has has switched and she's just seeing the world differently right now. And she's very supportive of American first candidates. They're not not the typical Republicans. They're not the rhinos. But from what we've found out, that there's only about 20 people in all of Congress and Senate who are American first people. All the rest have to be babysat because they're blackmailed and paid for. And so we don't have people in our Congress and Senate who actually care about the American people. They talk a good talk, but they don't act the way, but they don't act like they care. And so what you have to do is look and see what Republicans are not being funded by the Republican Party because the Republican Party is are, are rhinos. The establishment is rhinos. The Republican Party is gone. And so you have to look and see who is being supported and who is not. If they're not being supported by the Republican Party, they're probably an American first candidate, especially if they say they are, and then they're not being supported and they really know they are. The ones who are being heavily supported, they're actually, uh, fighting against the American first candidates and, and the, the Republican party is not funding them. It's very interesting. The other interesting development is the Democrats will not debate the Republicans. Democrats won't do debates. They're tr- so we know that the fix is in. They're trying a game here. There's another game going on. Be ready for uh, massive games this November. The only way to get around it is to vote in numbers and to have people very active, and, active and engaged. And I know we're all so tired. I'm so tired of this darn lawsuit, you know, but I'm going to keep it going until the end. And we're tired, but we got to prioritize. And we're watching people just being pulled in all these directions and emotionally being pulled. You can't let yourself get emotionally pulled. You have to be able to critically think and center yourself because that's what they're doing. They, I mean, think about it. I had just had a great show with Harley Schlinger on... Uh, not getting sucked into this war that they want again. You know, I don't trust that China and Russia aren't part of this big scheme, but I also don't want to be sucked into a war because what they're trying to do is pit us against each other and then fight. And And we know for a fact there's there's good humans in Russia and China who are not in on this Great Reset. Those are the people we need to unite with. The other people who are uniting with the Reset people... Uh, we need to fight. This is a world war, but let's not get into an active war that they want to have so they can make money on all sides and take advantage of us and then usher in their dollar reset because that's what they do every single time they have a monetary reset over the last hundred and some years. And I did a post another article about this. This was a, a months ago. Maybe I'll find it and post it here for you. They bring in the World War I, they expen- they, they did a reset and they expanded the world on world powers, World War II, same thing, I had a great interview with Alex Newman about this and how all the different wars, how they expanded the world powers and brought in the monetary reset. That's what they're doing now with COVID. They, that's what the action was with that. And then this war, they're trying to bring in a war so they can do this monetary reset. If it's not a full-blown war, they still try to make something that is dramatic and difficult for humans, for the planet, To while they're bringing in this reset. While there's all this chaos and all this other stuff going on, they do their reset. Because then they can make money on it and then they can control it going forward. The last thing they want is for the reset to happen and then they don't control the after effects of it. That's why we're talking about buying gold and silver because if you look at what they seem to be attempting is that there's this other group, so, other group. Andy Sheckman came on and we've been talking about this for years now. It started back in what, 2018? with This huge other group buying silver and gold and now they're coming out, the BRICS nations are coming out, and China coming out, and Russia and Russia coming out, saying that they're creating a new commodity backed by gold, backed by silver too. And so that's what this other group was all about. But when you think about it, why did the United States and the Western countries allow them to buy all this, that silver, have this huge, that's, that's um, antitrust. That's, you can't buy all this stuff. That's cornering the market but they allowed it to happen. So that tells me that the Western government, so the Western, those in the know, the central bank, they knew about it. So they know that this commodity is being backed by uh, precious metals. And so there's collusion behind the scenes on that. So when we're watching this, they're playing all sides of this because they want to be able, they know what's going down and they want to have power on the other end and they play all sides so that no matter what happens, they still regain power. And so the important thing is for you to also be in a position where you can come out the other side, having your financial system intact, your wealth intact. So make sure that you're buying some silver, some gold, some things that you can uh, preserve your wealth for. I like silver because I think that silver has other usages besides just being a monetary asset. It also has value in manufacturing. So I think it's going to have a better upside. So, uh, that's why I like silver and it's less expensive. And so, me or anybody else can buy, I don't, I can't buy too much gold because gold is $2,000 an ounce or wherever it's at right now. And I mean, how much can you buy of gold? Maybe i mean i don't know whatever you have but silver is something that's more uh doable for most people that's why you need to go out there and get some because you don't know and if you have a thousand dollars worth of silver and it goes up by a hundred times that's a hundred grand because i actually think that silver could be that much undervalued right now so imagine this is a really great opportunity for many people so that's why i always i've been talking i don't know the timing None of us know the timing, but it sure seems like it's pretty quick. The Vatican, I had posted another article um, that I wrote up about the Vatican bringing, uh, demanding, or ordering their assets to be back by October first. So that's end of this month, September thirty-first. You're hearing banter that it's really the Pope is going down, and they're bringing their assets down so they can, you know, take over the Vatican assets. I'm hearing all that uh, that psyop kind of conspiracy theory stuff, I don't know what's really going on there, but my gut tells me it's the reset and that they're bringing their assets back to protect their assets. And it's not about any group being taken down. While there is a fight going on, I think it's more about the reset. It's monetary. I could be wrong and we'll all learn pretty quickly, but I think it's a monetary thing. The other thing that's happening is with the queen dying, people are saying, that oh, the queen's being taken down. I'm going to tell you, she's 96 I think she might have just died naturally and maybe she died before and the timing was just for this time. I don't know, but it's not better for her to go down because now we got the uh, Prince Charles or King Charles. He's just, he's probably worse than she is. So if anything, they wanted him to be in power when this reset happens because he's more on board with this, their terrible agenda. He's much more open as a eugenicist, much more open as, uh, awful person so well I don't think she was that great he's worse so it's not like they're taking down the monarchy for one I would like to see Diana's kids being put up there because I think they're probably a little more, we have a better chance with them but I think the whole royalty thing is BS I think that should go away the, the fact that any of us even pay attention to it is just ridiculous but they do have power and from what I'm understanding I just posted a on Ebeneer. I posted a CIA document. It's like a 200-page document on the Committee of 300, and it was written by Dr. Coleman, and he did all this research on who the Committee of 300 is, and the Windsor family is part of this, or the head of the Committee of 300, and it's basically just wealthy families in Europe that make decisions on where the Western societies are going to go, and that most governments have to pretty much do what they want because they own so much of the wealth. And we've done some studies on my other shows that we've learned that 200 people pretty much control all of the stock market. I mean, as far as over 50% of the stock market's controlled by about 200 people. And if you take it even farther, I think, and we, we what we need is somebody to really dive into it. It's so hard to get this data because they hide it so well, but there's conglomerates that own different businesses on the stock exchange. And so while there might be 200 that own the larger businesses, you know, over 50% have primary ownership, they there's conglomerates that own that. So it might go down to like 10 people or something. I I, I don't know. And that's what we need to learn. We do know that BlackRock and Vanguard um from a investment standpoint, they're the controlling investment houses, but that's different than the people behind that. And you know, it's just, it's not transparent, parents, so it's very difficult for us to know. The other thing I published was an article about HRPA. It's the healthcare ARPA. It's based off of DARPA. And what they're doing is the NHS, the whole Fauci system, they're moving that under HRPA instead so they can do all these black, <laughs> black uh, experiments. You know, they didn't want the Fauci experiments with the dogs and all these things that are just awful and biomedical research and the bioweapons research. They're going to put that under ARPA so that it can be hid and it can be top secret. And so they're not going to stop doing it. They're just doing it under ARPA. And yeah, there are benefits for doing research, but there's only benefits to good technology if you have good people in there. And we know now that the majority of the people in Congress are bought and paid for. That's our problem so until we fix that we're not going anywhere but we have more power than we realize so don't get down you feel like we're losing but Actually, there's a lot of wins that we're having. We're seeing their behavior be a radical. Well, it doesn't make sense. They don't even care. They're just making stupid decisions. So many people are waking up, especially the stronger minded and the spiritually centered people on all sides of the aisle. And we're coming together and we're uniting. James Roguski, he's another lifelong Democrat who I talk to all the time, a lot of lifelong Democrats are coming together with other like-minded people who are in this America First movement. I just really would like us to get past seeing it as a Republican movement and see it as an American first movement of like-minded people from both sides of the aisle working together to save this country. If we can mentally get to that point, then we've really made progress. And uh, also, the, the other thing is don't ever get overconfident that we're going to win either. Always, always be on guard that they, they are going to play every dirty trick in the game and that we need to keep working To fight, even until the fat lady sings, as they say. (laughs) I don't know if that's, is that even PR anymore? I don't care. Until she sings, we didn't win. You know, as a, as a coach, I coached uh, sports for a long time. And I always told people, you, I mean, you cannot be overconfident. You cannot overestimate or you cannot underestimate your competition. Never do that because you can find yourself in a situation where you're going to lose. And that happens all the time in sports. And so it's the same thing in politics and everything else. You cannot underestimate your competition. And these people do not fight fair. We fight pretty fair. They don't. And we we just can't let that happen. The last thing I want to tell you is the Give, and Go site for fundraising for our campaign. It kept going down. It's up again they had some software changes and it looked like our site was disabled. It's not, it's up. If you see that, that's a glitch. It should be up now. I also wanted to say that I've been, I think 50,000 people now have seen my message to please share our campaign because we're still trying to raise money. And the amount of shares are so small and people came back to me and said, Sarah, most of the people who are funding this don't even have social media platforms anymore because most of them got kicked off. I'm like, okay, that's fair. And then the other thing is they're sharing it not with the share button, they're sharing it inside emails and other places. And so there's a lot more shares than we realize. I'm like, okay, that's fair too. So what I'm asking you is to go to the campaign site and push the share button. And if you're on, still on a social media platform, please share it there. Just put your, please put yourself out there. I mean, I'm putting ourselves out there The other people in this lawsuit are putting themselves out there. Let's do it. Let's get it out there we're we're going to keep fighting this thing. We're going to go big time, get more media attention as we go forward after this particular, well, we're starting now because we know that we got to start funding for the next phase now. But the hearing is October 17th. I, I'd love to get a huge following for that. October 17th at 930 is going to be on YouTube, well, ironically. And uh, it's it, we're in the forefront of this, and I, you know, we all we want to win. We need to win this. And even if we don't win, you know, Tom Rents said to me, Sarah, you know, all that tells us if we don't win, because we should win. If the if the judges have the courage to do what's right, we'll win. And you know, he said, if we don't win, that just tells us how broken our system is, and that we need to fight from a different standpoint. We need to fix the system. Then we need to, we still need to fix the system. Most of the system is broken, but it just tells us what the fight is. It doesn't mean that the fight's not legit. It means that, well, now the fight is about fixing our system and uh, because we know that we're right. We know what this cause is, and we know if a judge has the courage to do what's right, we'll win. It's that strong of a case. So if you have not funded yet, if you have not donated, please go to Give, and Go, Defending Free Speech. It's Google versus the people and we have all the information there, who's all included, I've written an article on it, we have all the case files there, we have, it's all there, and so you can get a good idea of what this case is about. Also, if you're listening to this and you have a decent platform, um, we are looking for doing more interviews. We want to get on, we want to get on the big platforms too, like OAN and everyone will bring our lawyer, we'll bring, you know, Sean from SDT and Zach Voris will come on and anybody in our lawsuit pretty much will come on. Amazing Polly, we want to get this information out there. So we're all on board to doing these interviews and, um, So if you have a platform, get hold of me and we will see what we can set up. If you have a large platform, we'll do a group of us and um, get on there as well. We're really trying to get this word out. So please share that. Please help us. Please support us. This isn't about us. I mean, if we want to get something out of this, I'm going to have to sue again. I'm going to have to sue for damages beyond this. This is just for the country. This is for my children, it's for your children, it's for America, it's for all of us. This lawsuit is way beyond us. I'm not going to get anything out of it other than than uh, helping to solve free speech. The If I want something out of it, personally, I'm going to have to sue again. So I am that committed to our country and to the cause and so are the rest of us. This is not about us. It's about the country. And so we need to win this and we, and we're going to fight. We're going to keep fighting because it's the most important thing. Like I said, that I've ever done in my life and I'm going to keep fighting for it. So, okay. So this is the end. It ended up being kind of long, this show. So I hope you got something out of it. Uh, I kept rambling. I hope I did it in a good organized fashion. And uh, remember to go to my website at sarawestall.com, sign up for my newsletter. And until next time, have a wonderful day. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now.